Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor, and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship. So you can get back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. The thing is, when we met the narcissist, we were on a high, we were moving forward, and we were going on a high, we were achieving, we were feeling confident, we were doing well, you know, you could have been doing really well, you could have been at your peak when you were doing well in your career, but you had all this creative energy, you had this motivation, you wanted to achieve, you wanted, you had dreams that you were aspiring to achieve and you felt like you could do it. The problem is when we've been in a toxic relationship, we feel like we can't do the things that we used to do. We feel like we've lost ourselves, and we don't understand why We don't have the same level of energy or the same level of creativity as we did. And we start to assume that there's actually something wrong with us. But that's not the truth. There is nothing wrong with you. And we're going to explain a little bit about what's happened. First of all, when you're on a high, the narcissist is always attracted to people that are doing well, that have got a lot going for them. Um, Toxic people love people that are successful, that have Um, strong, that are, um, yeah, people that are really strong, you know, Um, and they, they know that they have the ability to fix things. So you end up trying to stay strong and fix this relationship for as long as you possibly can. That's part of the problem. But also they're attracted to people that are successful because then when they actually put you down, it makes them feel better about themselves. Because remember, toxic people need validation. They are like an empty shell. They're like a bucket that has got loads of holes in. And no matter how much validation and how much you put into them, it just seeps away. There's nothing there. They're just empty. They never have enough. So what happens when you've met the toxic person and you're on a high? Even though you're successful at that point, there was a the in deep down inside there was a part of you that was vulnerable. There's a part of you even though you were showing your confident side into the world and you were doing well in the career, there was still a part of you that wanted love. There was still a part of you that wanted connection, that wanted intimacy, that wanted to feel like someone really understood them. And especially because you were doing well, you know, you really wanted someone close to you that really got you, you know, and you will be able to talk to them um, when you're feeling down and or just feeling afraid because you had dreams. And, and when you're going for your dreams, there's going to be days where you're not sure if things are going to work out, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you're putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. You're actually trying to achieve your dreams and your ambitions. And that is somebody that is putting themselves out of their comfort zone. 
And because we're trying to put ourselves out of our comfort zone, we're going to feel vulnerable. It's natural. It's normal. So we would want someone to confide in, to speak to, to be with, so that we would have a source, somebody that we could go to with our feelings, our fears, our our concerns, you know, someone that's got our back so that we don't feel alone while we're going through, you know, and pursuing our dreams. So you can imagine there's a bit of a gap between who you really are and how you really feel and how you're portraying yourself in the world at that time. Because, you know, we all have this, we have this, you know, these vulnerabilities, but we can't go into work saying, I feel really vulnerable about doing this project, and I'm not sure it's going to work. If you're trying to put yourself out of it, your comfort zone, you'll go in there and you'll say, yeah, I, I really want to do this, I really want to achieve this. So you're portraying yourself as someone that's confident, but maybe deep down inside, you don't have the same level of confidence that you're portraying in your workplace, so that you can thrive in your career or whatever it is that you were doing at that time. So look, if we take this and we really look at it in a deeper level, most people have this, right? But what happens in a toxic relationship is that that gap widens. Because you see, we end up when we, in the beginning, we feel like people, under someone understands us when we're in this toxic relationship and we're going through the love bombing phase and they're showing us that <clears throat> they are everything we dreamed of and more. But then <clears throat> what happens is we end up hiding all the pain and the shame of of this relationship and how this person has treated us because we know that we don't deserve it. So we end up widening that gap of how we, of how we really feel the vulnerability, the vulnerable side of us. And also how we're having to portray ourselves in the world. And unfortunately that gap as that widens and gets bigger and bigger and it always gets bigger and bigger when you're in a toxic relationship because no one truly understands what you're going through no one you know the what you've been through through being in a toxic relationship no one really gets they don't understand what they the reason why you're staying in that relationship and what you've been through and how you've been conditioned and how it's not your fault. No one really gets it. And yet that that gap just widens because you feel even more vulnerable. And if it's really hard to get in touch with how you feel. But all your energy is going into having to portray that you are okay when you're not. There could be days where you just feel like crying in a in you know the toilet but you have to wipe the tears away and carry on working you know there'll be days where you feel so alone but you're having to put your face on and smile even though you're hurting inside because of what's going on at home and you're almost compartmentalizing your life there's like um two lives that you're leading at the same time it's like you know, no one really understands the deep pain that you're dealing with. And then 
you're having to be this successful person during the day. That takes up so much energy. That takes up the, the gap that you're widening, takes up so much energy. And all the energy that's tied into that, just that, of holding everything together, you know, calming your anxiety, you know, every time you're triggered by something, pretending that it's all okay and having to self-soothe and stuff, you know, not being able to really get in touch with your emotions and the pain that you're feeling. Just imagine, you know, how hard that is on a daily basis and how much energy it takes to actually just keep going. You know, what you're doing is is incredibly strong, you know, just to hold the trauma down and just keep continue working or keep continuing to find a solution. It's so hard every time you're triggered. And the most important thing here to remember is you haven't lost your creativity. You haven't lost your motivation. You haven't lost your dreams. Right now, you're just focusing on surviving and that gap. Yeah. Your energy is going into just holding it together. As soon as you start closing the gap and releasing some of that, um, those emotions bit by bit, layer by layer, you actually release that emotion so it can go into looking at your dreams again, looking at what motivates you again. I know it might sound like I never will be motivated or I'm not that kind of person anymore. I'm just too tired or I'm too old. Whatever it is that you believe right now, it's none of that. It's just that your energy is all tied up into just survival. You can get your dreams back. You can get your your imagination back. You can get your creativity back. So you can create something incredible. You just need to use that, that, that same energy that you're using to just survive and hold yourself together and just get through day to day. Once you release and process some of the emotions that you've been hiding from yourself or numbing because it's just too overwhelming, Once you start to process the emotional overwhelm, process the loneliness, process everything, the trauma, you release that energy and that energy automatically moves into creativity. How do you do this then? How um, How do you actually go about, you know, shortening the, the gap here? Look, we 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 give this uh, this uh, this image of ourselves into the world of the ideal self and yet we're not really aware of how we feel so the first most important phase is actually to become aware of how you feel this can be the hardest right because sometimes it's so hard to feel how we feel that deep loneliness that it's just we, all we want to do is avoid it. We might want to drink. We might might want to, you know, um, work harder. We want to just numb this feeling. We don't want to feel this feeling. But the problem is the more we numb it, the wider the gap becomes and the harder it is. So the most important thing we can do is actually become aware. Become aware of how you really feel. 
not the 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 thing that you're the person that you're trying to portray into the world but actually really connect on a deeper level of how do you feel just become aware of it you know become aware of some of the feelings and the thoughts that you're thinking you know just bring some awareness that's the first step the second step is to actually bring love and acceptance to yourself no matter what you're going through you know because the truth is the reason why you ended up with a toxic person in the first place was because you wanted love you wanted acceptance you wanted someone to love you and that if you can bring love and acceptance to yourself you're already moving towards healing yourself and then you really want to just do some healing work. You know, trauma therapy is so important because once you understand what you're really truly feeling and you're at that stage where you want to heal it, you know, you understand, this is how I feel. I'm feeling, I'm struggling. You know, I can't do this by myself. Then please do get in touch because we, you know, I have a Heal to Thrive program and women are actually healing themselves and moving forward and releasing some of that energy so that they can become creative again and move forward and actually look at what it is that they want to achieve in their life. And that happens naturally because there is a part of you that genuinely wants to heal themselves. One of the other things that you could do to actually really engage your frontal lobe, the, the brain. Because remember that trauma actually impacts the brain. And trauma actually impacts the brain where you start switching off um, parts of your brain where you can't think straight. You, you don't, you're not having the ability to think straight. But the other problem that you have with trauma is that it produces a lot of chemicals in the body that are stress-related, that are trying to get you into fight, flight, freeze mode because it's trying to protect you. But what happens is that you take away the energy and the oxygen and the blood flow from you know, your vital organs and you're pumping it into your muscles so that you're ready to run, right? The reason why we have this in place is because of, you know, we used to run from tigers or what have you before, you know, when we were in the jungle. But however, we don't need that right now. And so unfortunately, we can't even switch it off as well. When we've been in trauma, we're on high alert all the time. Hence why it's so important to actually heal your trauma. There's no way around it. You have to heal your trauma. You have to heal your brain. Talking about it with friends doesn't help. You know, talking about it or ruminating about it in your mind doesn't help because what you're doing is you're taking your focus onto the trauma and it just becomes worse and worse day by day. What you want to do is be able to focus on yourself. Um, remember what I was saying, you want to become aware of you. You want to become aware of how you're feeling because what you can do then is you can layer by layer release some of the emotions that are in that gap so that you can start to release the energy that is being taken to just live and survive to actually then place it into something that's more meaningful that actually gives you more energy you know rather than takes the energy away from you so the other thing you can do is really start to engage the frontal lobe a lot of the times when we're in fight flight freeze mode is that we're scared we're anxious about the future 
We're anxious about what could happen. We're always on high alert. And one of the things that I would highly recommend is is you have some sort of breathing practice. You know, breath work is so important. Just breathe. Just take good, deep breaths in and just try and calm yourself down. Obviously, if you are looking for um, support, do come and join me on the Heal to Fry program. We can do some meditations and some breath work to really heal this, heal, be able to really breathe. The second thing you want to do is start asking yourself, I'm worried about what if things are going to go wrong, but what if everything goes right for me? What if it, everything works for me? Because what you're doing is you're actually engaging the frontal lobe there. So you're taking the focus away from the amygdala in the brain, which is all about fight, flight, freeze. That's what gets triggered, the trauma. But if you ask yourself, what if everything works? You're actually engaging the frontal lobe, which is allowing you to think of something different. And it will help you focus away from the disasters of life or of things that could go wrong to actually imagining what if you could heal yourself? What if you could fulfill your dreams? What if, if you could, you know, in a year's time, have a completely different life? You know, what if, um, you know, everything's going to work out for you? What if? I know it sounds crazy right now because you're in trauma and you really do need to heal the trauma. But it's a really good question to have in your head if you want to learn to manage yourself on a day-to-day level and just try and disengage from all the anxiety that's around, you know, day-to-day living um, and just really calming the brain down in that moment so that you can start to develop the strength to look at your feelings and your emotions, knowing that you are strong enough to do it. Let's face it, right? If you've been strong enough to be in a toxic relationship, you are 100% strong enough to look at your own emotions and feelings, even if they feel really uncomfortable, and do the trauma work that you need to so that you can move forward. Look, I really hope this has helped you in some way. Just know that there is a way forward. Know that, you know, it's understandable that you feel like you're not as creative or you're not thriving like you used to. But understanding that actually that energy is just tied up into something else right now, and that's survival. But as soon as you can heal, you can release that energy and you can be going forward again. You can do things with your life again and thrive like you used to. It's not because you're not capable. It's just that actually right now you're using your energy in survival. Um, And it's really important to release that energy from survival, not just so that you can get your brain back, but also so that you can heal your body. That is vital. You know, just think about all the 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 impact, the stress that your body has been under because um, you've been in this stressful scenario, all the chemicals that have been pumped to keep you high alert all the time. It's not a good thing to be in that scenario for a long period of time. I know you're strong, but please don't let your body go through that for no reason. If you can heal yourself, start your healing process today. 
There's no better day than now, right now. Just breathe. Be loving to yourself. Be understanding. Be caring. Because that is what heals. You know, breathe as much as you can. Even if things are going wrong, don't give yourself a hard time. You're doing the best that you can. And focus on what if, what if things do go right for you? What if you can heal yourself? What if, you know, you can turn your life around in a year or less than? What if, what if you can? And just start giving yourself the hope again that anything is possible for you. You know, there is that part of you, just like you were before, before you met the toxic person. You can do it again. You really can. I'm sending you so, so much love as always. And if you're interested in healing yourself, please do go into the resources section and click on the links. Um, and um, I've got some good resources at the moment, a webinar that you can go through and really understand what trauma does. Um, the toxic trauma of trauma relationships and um, and hopefully I can help heal you further or help you on your healing journey and if you think of somebody else that might benefit from this um, from this podcast please do subscribe and pass this on to other people as well as always sending you so 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 much love till next time (music) 